Hello, hello. I am sitting in an amazing traditional Irish pub in the town of Abbey Leaks. It's called Morrissey's. And you probably heard a little bit about it back when I talked with Aubrey Hutchinson. Um, gosh, it's been maybe May of 2023. And we, we were talking about the great uh, the great things in County Leash, but today I am sitting in Morrissey's and I am talking to John Nolan Who is the manager here at the pub and we're gonna talk a little bit about traditional Irish pubs uh, some of the things that maybe you can expect and I'm, I'm gonna get him to tell me about his really terrific shop coat because it's something that you don't see often. So, John, hey, thanks for talking to me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Lovely to have you here. And thanks for calling in. And thanks to Aubrey as well. He's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the shop called. Listen, Morris is here in Abilene. It's been here since 1775. It was built the same time as the new town. So, uh, Morris is an old Irish family. Um, and from 1775 until 2001, it was in the same Morrissey family. So the last man to own it, who I trained under, was uh, Paddy Mulhall. And he was uh, a real old, traditional service. Forget about profit, that'll come if the service is the right kind of guy. Um, so yeah, he kept the tradition of the old white shop coat uh, here. So uh, he retired in 2001. The pub was sold, I think, around 2003. And the current owner has it a year, maybe a year and a half at the moment. And he's basically uh, putting it back to the, the way it, should be, do you know what I mean? It's keeping the tradition and making sure that service comes back into it and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, the white coat is just tradition, it really saves our clothes as well. So, uh, would have been an old and old premises, they're rubbing off stuff here that's been around for hundreds of years. So, there might be an odd little bit of uh, woodworm here and there. So, <laughs> we want to protect our clothes, but uh, yeah, no, it's a lovely old pub. I really, really love showing it all to people. And, uh, it's a great asset to the town. So the first thing I noticed when I walked in the door is that the pub is very distinctly two-sided. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so originally, uh, if you think of a large uh, commercial industrial estate of today, where there's all these different uh, businesses in one area, Morrissey's would have been a smaller version of that, in that there was a news agent here, travel agent, grocer, undertaker, auctioneer, uh, publican, commissioner of the oaths, and Paddy Mulhall and his predecessors would have been sort of the hub of the town. Um, so yeah, as you walk through the pub, the pub, the door that's normally open will actually lead you into the grocery or the old grocery site. Uh, a lot of the stuff on the shelves is just there now at the moment for uh, memorabilia and stuff, but some of it still sells with the old suede sweets and. Uh, you have an entire biscuit bin. That's, that's <laughs> right, yeah. So basically, biscuits didn't come in packets one time; they came loose, uh, so they came in big. I suppose today we call it it's kilogram just, it's, bags. But it's just so charming. Yeah, I, is, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that if people are in here, they can grab some biscuits. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah absolutely, yeah. Uh, and the same with the loose sweets, and you can mm -hmm. mix them up and all that sort of stuff. So back in the day, if you like, you could get a half pound of custard creams and a half pound of marietta and all that sort of stuff. So you'd pick them from those boxes. Whereas now you have to buy a whole packet of them. Or, <laughs> but uh, the old boxes are still there. That, that, that would have been... And you uh, still weigh the sweets on We still weigh the sweets with the old traditional weighing scales, yeah, on the old scales with the two ounce, four ounce, eight ounce, pound, yeah. So charming. Um, yeah, and that scales, I think, is like Paddy himself, who started here in 1934, 
So Paddy would have started, I started when I was about 17, Paddy started when he was 15. Um, so Paddy would have used that skills all through class. So it's like everything in here is genuine to the, to the building, to the business. Um, yeah, so I'm actually going to mention Paddy. There's an old Morrissey's calendar there in 1933. That's the calendar Paddy kept from the year he started. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's still here, so uh, that's up there. So that's, and he inherited it. So he started here in 1933, 1934, and he didn't inherit it until 1982. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a long, long it's a, time coming. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and his parents actually, even though he was related to the family, his parents had to pay for his apprenticeship for him to start here. Yeah, it's just the really? way it wound up in that with family passing away and stuff like that, that Paddy became the next, uh, the next wow. in line, if you like, to inherit when his cousin Willie Joe died in 82 and left Paddy. So yeah. let's talk about the traditional Irish pub because there are, a, obviously there are a lot in Ireland, but I'm going to say that in the U.S. you have a lot of places that open that call themselves traditional pubs that are in no way, shape, or form traditional Irish pubs. So, somebody comes to Ireland and they walk into a pub, what are, you know, two or three things that you think that they should really see if they, if that truly means it's a traditional pub? Uh, well, the fixtures and fittings first, you can't fake those, you know what I mean? And you can see whether the dents or the uh, imperfections have been put onto them or, you know I mean, all at one time kind of thing. But I think... From my own point of view, a traditional Irish pub is, yes, it's, it's the pub, but it's also the people going into the pub and the people working behind the pub. That it all adds up to the old traditional Irish pub. So somebody behind the counter who's genuinely interested in you as a customer. That's, mm -hmm. that's a bit, I think, that's been forgotten about. That uh, service is number one to the Irish tradition. Okay, And then when it comes to the old Irish pub, it's about you look after your customers, make sure they're okay. You try and find out a little bit of information about them. Mm -hmm. And again... Show them the Cade Meal of Fortune, the, the million welcomes or the thousand million welcomes or whatever it is. And it needs to be individual to each person that's coming through the door. Mm -hmm. I can say an individual for each person behind the counter. That I think the traditional pub is an interest in people. That's great. I like that. I like that because so many times in, in some places, maybe busier tourist spots, you might go into some place and you almost feel expected or not not necessarily overlooked but yes of course you're here and there's no yeah personal personal experience person you know how you doing where you're from you know maybe because I, I know a lot of people come into Ireland and obviously the hundred thousand welcomes the you know the the stories the talking and some will go into a pub and maybe leave a bit disenchanted because they didn't get that feeling, right? Yeah, and I think to find, to find the real old, uh, I mean, or the genuine old traditional pubs in Ireland at the moment is to, is to take, if you're here for a week or you're here for a few days, take at least one day to go off the beaten track. I mean, take a day, go into the Midlands or go to somewhere that's not known as a tourist destination. And that's where you'll find the, the old genuine you'll fall into a story or you'll trip into a story you'll bump into somebody who really doesn't care that you're a tourist they're just they're interested to meet new people um, and that's that i think that's the genuine cave meal of falls when when you, when you go off the beaten track doesn't have absolutely go and see you know, all the touristy things if you're here for a week or two weeks or a month but i think everybody uh, that's from outside the country should 
take a day to not do what you can find in a brochure. Ask somebody in the pub if I, had, if I did want to waste a day and find out something new. And you'll find out it'll be the least wasted day of your, of your, of your holiday or of your trip. If All you right. do that. Yeah. So I'm going to throw you under the bus. Okay. If I have to waste a day. Yeah. And I've wandered into Morrissey's. Absolutely. Aubrey ha Hutchinson would be the first person. <laughs> Aubrey Hutchinson would be the first person I'd be ringing. Uh, and I'd be setting up a day trip with him to bring you around the Midlands. Uh, <laughs> We'd start you off. We'd start you off here definitely with a, a good Irish breakfast, pint of Guinness, and a pack of potatoes. Uh, we'd send get Aubrey to bring you <laughs> away for the day, um, and then we'd bring you back here then for a bit of traditional chat where where you could tell your stories of whether it's been truth or lies. But I guarantee, if you come to the Midlands <laughs> and you look up somebody, Aubrey or Morris Kern, or there's a few others, but uh, definitely yeah, come to get off the beaten track is what I'd say for one day of your holiday. Yeah. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thanks for inviting me into the pub. Right now you can tell it's quiet because they have opened the doors for me and let me um, Yeah, we're just going off peak season, in. so everybody's gone back to school. We would normally be opening at 12 o'clock in the day. This time of the year, uh, we're opening at 5. We have a bit of mm -hmm. renovations and stuff going on in the house. But as always, it's been a pleasure to open up for, for somebody like you. And yeah, and it's, and it's just, if you're passing... Dublin to Killarney, Dublin to Kerry, Dublin to Cork. Get off the motorway, stop in Abbey Leaks, and check out Morrissey's mm. Pub and a few other things in the area. And ask for John because I'm always interested in not working. I love chatting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my little chat with John gave you, I don't know, a nudge to maybe get off the motorway, head into Abbey Leaks, and visit not only Morrissey's, but so many of the other sites and attractions that are in County Leash. It really is a charming little county, almost completely bypassed by every tourist that visit, visits Ireland. And like I said yesterday, if you want to get ahead of that next tourism destination that's been discovered, head into Abbey Leaks because I really, I see a lot that they're doing and I think that this may be the next hot spot in Ireland that everybody's heading to. Now, my mom and my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, arrived in early, early this morning. I was at the Grand Hotel in Malahide, which is only about 10 or 15 minutes from the airport. Super, super handy if you are uh, getting ready to leave and you need a, an airport, a, a hotel <laughs> near the airport but is not an airport hotel. I really like the Grand Hotel in Malahide for that. It was very easy for them to get to by taxi. Um, tonight, we are actually in the Marine Hotel in Hoth, also not terribly far from the airport. It's about a 25 to 30 minute drive, but it's in a nice little area, sits on you know, water views and everything. So another nice option, affordable option, if you want to be closer to the airport, but not in the city before you fly out. But anyway, they arrived this morning um, before the crack of dawn. They came to the hotel, had a little bit of rest, and then I had to prod them out of bed. But we had big plans today. We actually went into Dublin just for the afternoon and made clatter rings. Now, this was something that was arranged for me by my luxury travel partner, Ireland Chauffeur Travel. And it's a, you know, it's a really great experience if you want something a little extra. It's, so they offer not only clattering making, but a few other jewelry classes. 
These do need to be pre-booked. The clatter ring especially because they don't offer it as often. So you'll want to check their website. And as you know, the link for that will be in the show notes. But we got to, so the, the silver was already cast into the cladish shape. We got to choose the ring, the ring size we wanted. So if we wanted a larger ring or a smaller, more dainty ring. And then we learned how to size the ring and shorten the metal and file it down and bend it. Um, we weren't allowed to use the torch <laughs> to um, to make that that soldered connection, but we were able to um, <clears throat> we filed it down after it was soldered and uh, smoothed it all out, added texture, polished it up. It just was a really really fun experience for us, and it gives us a really great souvenir. Now, we're not only bringing home a clattering, but we're bringing home a clattering that we actually created, and I think that that is something that is just a little bit extra, a little bit more, right? So you can, you can buy a clattering pretty much anywhere, but it just, it, it gives it almost that heirloom quality of, I made this when I was in Ireland and here's what the clatter means. And, you know, just kind of going through that. So if you're looking for something that is unique to do in Dublin, maybe, you know, you want to just, you know, you want to do something that's going to be a really great souvenir or you want to, you know, the, the forecast is looking like it's just going to be raining all day and you don't want to be dashing in and out of places, something like that. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. Our, um, our experience was really great. All of the instructors at Silverworks are jewelers. So you not only learn how to do the craft you are doing, but you get their insight into a lot of different things as well. And it's just really, it's, they're really great to chat with. It just was so much fun. And you get 10% off your purchase after you make your, whatever you're making. So like I said, we made the clatter ring, they have spinner rings. I think they do um, charms and necklaces and things like that too. But then you get 10% off in the shop downstairs. And let me tell you, there is some beautiful jewelry in that shop. Um, just absolutely stunning pieces and, and really not, not break your bank type of, of jewelry. I mean, there are some, let's, let's be honest, but there are just some really beautiful, unique pieces of jewelry down there. And like I said, after taking a class, you can save a little bit, so you can do a little shopping as well. So anyway, if you are looking for something really super fun to do in Dublin and something that's going to be not only a memory that you take home, but a physical reminder of your trip, check out the workshops at Silverworks in the city center of Dublin. Uh, tomorrow we head out. We are out exploring the ancient East, and I can't wait to tell you about it. As we begin our trip, we're going to Waterford, then County Kilkenny, and then we're up into County Kildare. And I will, of course, keep you posted as we travel. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget that I am still taking questions. So if you have 
any question about Ireland travel or Ireland in general, go ahead and email it to me. You can send it to Jody, J-O-D-Y, at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. Go ahead and put podcast question in the subject line. And if I can give you a shout out on the podcast episode, tell me how you want me to introduce you. I can say your full name. I can say your first initial and last name, and I can say your first name and last initial. So whatever works for you, I would love to give you a shout out for your question. Thanks again for listening, and until tomorrow, slán go full.